0: We're still, still kind of just going to lay back and you know, lay back talking. Yeah. Mm, okay. uh, yeah. Thank you for asking how we go. <laughs> I would to just. I don't know. An hour later. Man, man, this is good. Should we start?
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, dang
0: it. Yeah, we're ready yeah. right now. Can you form this thing? Sure. Yeah.
1: um, Well, what I, I, just building on that conversation, just talking about martial arts, for anyone that's listening, that's a parent, I believe that the most important thing for all children is martial arts. Like, as far as like what kind of sport, what kind of activity do I put my children in? Children are going to gravitate towards different things. But martial arts provides like a full, like a good martial arts school with a good instructor, not like a wishy-washy one. But they provide something that sports only provides in a certain like um, like one or two dimensions, like sportsmanship. So there's like there's usually some kind of ethic, but it's not necessarily like built into the the frame of the actual sport because right. then there's egos and you and know, depending on what kind of coach you have and just like the egocentricity of, right. of American sports culture, but with martial arts there is an ethical moral framework that's built into it And that that's, that's just as important as building the body, right? So there's this mind-body connection and um, it just helps develop children's foundation better than anything that I've seen and growing up in martial arts for me was amazing because I didn't have a father growing up. So it actually gave me structure and it gave me kind of the masculine template that I never got from my father. So, What
0: would you say is the, is the, uh, uh, what what is developed? What, what would you say is developed in a, in somebody when they learn mm-hmm. martial arts? Past the sportsmanship, the stuff right, you were talking right. about, what's, what's really being
1: developed? I, well... If it's done correctly, in and it in and in someone's challenged enough in the right way, um, it definitely develops a moral compass, which is which is such an such an issue in our world right now. Right. Right. And um, it it definitely did for me. It showed me the, the line between right and wrong, and that in in our world there's kind of like moral relativism. So like mm-hmm. people don't even want to think that there is a right or a wrong. Like no, no no there's no right, there's no wrong, there's no good or evil. It's it's all just you know it's whatever you want it to be. Like no, actually that's not. I don't think that's correct. I think there's there is a right way and there is a not right way, and um,
0: it it helps build
1: integrity.
0: How how does how does martial arts uh, develop that for somebody? Well, I think it's like
1: anything, right? It's like um, the discipline and dedication to stick with something, and to, to voluntarily challenge yourself to grow, is, is gonna naturally build that that, that that sense of right or wrong. Not, it's not so much like just like a moral, but it's more of a personal morality. Like so for me, going to the dojo, whether I felt like it or not, was the right decision. Because that was my commitment, so it teaches you a lot about the, the like the, the essence of commitment, like what it means to actually make a commitment. Um, you know, obviously, some with like something like a belt system, you have progressive goal setting. So that's and that's amazing for children and teenagers, right. because they can have something they can aim towards. So it keeps their dopamine system, you know, focused on a positive progressive outcome that they have to work towards and. and and become another version of themselves by acquiring new skills. The, the other thing too that's coming up is, um, a, not aside, but with all that, what martial arts did for me is it helped develop an indomitable spirit. Like where no matter what happens in my life, no matter what challenges come my way, I will rise through it. I might got knocked down, I might I might lose the battle, but I will not quit, even when I wanna quit, even when I had suicidal ideations at one point, even when I was depressed, even when I thought the world abandoned me or I had no money, I didn't know how to make money, whatever the situation was, there was something in me that just kept saying, no, keep going, stay awake, stay awake, stay awake. And I I think a lot of that, for me personally, came from my
0: upbringing in martial arts. Would you say there was a certain aspect of martial arts that developed that? Or it's just kind of just, when we say it's everything? everything it's it's hard to
1: say because like, and then it brings in the conversation of like, well it's in you or not, right? It's either either in you or it's not in you. Because, Mm -hmm. and that's like an interesting philosophical conversation because being a fighter, you know, being a martial artist and being a fighter aren't necessarily the same thing. For me, I was both a martial artist, meaning that I was you know, I didn't go the MMA route because I wasn't just a fighter. Like the art, the actual art, the forms, the 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 presentation, the the tradition, the philosophy, all of that was central to me. I was just attract just as much attracted to that as I was the the, the martial art part of it, the physicality part of it. Mm-hmm. And the and so like I was a fighter who fought, but I also was a martial artist. So it's kind of that and that's the ideal kind of combination. Because that's that basically is like the 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 badass who's also who also has restraint. Yeah. Who also is will will only use it like the samurai. Who is the most the most deadly adversary? But you'll never know it unless you have to, and if you have to, it's already over.
0: Right? Did you find people? Do you find people starting martial arts for that aspect of developing themselves, or I, I
1: think that was that was. That was ninety nine percent of the case. Yeah. Really. Yeah.
0: So it wasn't like they come in and I want to learn how to I want to learn how to kick ass and all of that. Even even if that was, it was still
1: because they, you know, it's like I want to learn how to kick ass because I don't feel confident. Hmm. Right. I'm not confident. And this was a conscious thing
0: among, among students that join. Would you say,
1: or um, you know, give or take, I, and no, nobody really came in saying that I wanted to kick ass. That wasn't like the predominant. Um,
0: or, or, but, but in, then, in, but then again, that that's not like that's not our. Like, they say like? <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been, I'm sure they probably don't say that because yeah, it yeah. will sound like that, disrespectful. They may right, say something right. like, "I want to learn how to, I want to learn how to defend myself exactly. in case, yeah. in case I'm in a situation."
1: And I think that's more. I think that was more to the point. Yeah. Like the confidence. That's so. That's another thing I want to mention. The reason why martial arts is so important for children is that it teaches them how to defend themselves. Everybody should know how to defend themselves. that that should be like that should be part of just like your natural birthright. like especially in our world, right. like to be prepared to and in the confidence that that comes about, when you know how to defend yourself, you just walk differently. You think differently. You naturally tend not to put yourself in situations where you would, you would have to, do that, or or just kind of like unconscious behavior. Um, there's a different confidence that people that know how to fight have than people who don't.
0: Do you think it ever happens where, because somebody knows how to look for situations where confrontation could start, you know, because yeah. they know how to read it? Do you think that. This would cause them to constantly look for it because they're they're constantly trying to be aware that they're not mm-hmm. that they're in a safe mm-hmm. situation. So therefore, by default, they are always looking at situations going: Is this safe? Is there going to be confrontation? Right, right. Do you ever do you ever see that being kind of like the flip side of, of yeah, things? Yeah, I
1: else? see what you're saying. I think um, well, I can only speak from my own experience. For me it's just kind of a sixth sense. Yeah. Like it's, I, it's a peripheral awareness. Like I'm peripherally aware of my surroundings at all times. And I don't have any like, I don't have any weird um, phobias or anything. I've been in a lot of situations. I've been out in clubs in my younger years and out in the streets and I've been in street fights. And you know, I've, I've been in a lot of different situations that reinforced that awareness, but it never traumatized me. It never made me hyper vigilant, but like if I'm with um, with women or I'm with my with a girlfriend, it's not like I'm looking out for it. But if I pick up on something, all of a sudden I'm, I'm scanning and I'm tracking, like it's I'm I'm or like I'm 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 moving in the perimeter of the dance floor if some weird guy has some weird energy, and I just kind of like I'll just kind of without. So it's an interesting Aikido move, right? Because I could be the guy. Who's like, yo? Yeah, what do you do? Like confrontational, but like so. Instead of taking that approach, I personally have more of an Aikido approach. Is like I don't actually want anything to do with that, but I'm going to make a chess move over here to shift the
0: energy. And just in case something happens, but wouldn't that wouldn't be a wouldn't being aware of that create that? No, I, I don't think being I aware that. of something create. I think it's. Well, like, let's say if we're if we're aware of if we're aware of. Uh, I know I know what you mean. Yeah, I know exactly yeah, what you mean. Because what we're what we're aware of means, right? It's it's what we pay attention to, and then whether or not we want it or not want it at that point, at that point doesn't
1: oh, matter. I see. So here's so let me so I'll take it one level deeper. So like, let's take a situation. So I either know out the gate if that person. Has no chance against me or not? Mm-hmm. I already know out the gate if that person, if it's just some some dude who's like kind of like, um, I can read people's energy and I can read kind of what's going on with them if I track them long enough. Especially if there's like alcohol involved, like I can I mm-hmm. I can read a man's energy and like we're a woman, I can feel like she might not feel safe and I'll kind of read him and be like, oh he's 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 harmless until he's not. He's, he's not actually a threat, but I need to like, but let me move you out of the way because he doesn't, there's something off with his social, like he doesn't have a social like um, awareness. Um, so like that his energy is off, but like if we got into it, there would be, it would be completely, which is actually, which is, re- which is increasing the chance that I'm not going to get into it with him. Because I would, I actually wouldn't want to do that. I've been in situations too though, where, I'm having to make a different decision because the, there's, different, there's different odds and stakes like, like okay, th- those people actually, like that person or those individuals, um, whether I can take them or not is irrelevant. That, that's not going to be a good situation. So in that case, it's less about whether I'm aware of it or I'm trying to massage it. It's more like, okay, hey, like, we, need to, we need to go. It's it's kind of like for for me personally, I know we're going on like a tangent, but for me it's more of a it's more like I'm just reading energy in the environment versus I'm hyper focusing on a person unless it gets to a point where that person is like made their way into my focal point, like they've become uh, you know a potential threat, which is which is incredibly rare. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just this kind of like a sixth sense? Because I have a very protect, like martial arts for men. I think if if it's if you know, speaking like good men, it increases that protective um, quality. And if we learn to train train ourselves to a point of like self mastery, then we then we know that you know we don't really actually need to use it. Unless absolutely necessary, it just becomes more of like a certain attitude. Like I, I, like I have that attitude of no BS, but I can also smile and, and massage it too because I'm not actually threatened. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I know it's like we're kind of going on a
0: like yeah a it's, series of tangents. It's uh no, I'm am I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. It's still like let's say let's say the other scenario. The same scenario, but another perspective. Um, What would happen if you're in there? You're in there, and let's say you're 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 with your partner, Mm -hmm. and the same situation is happening, and you know, and and there's a guy who's maybe uh, a little uh, little drunk and looking for some trouble. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm thinking of certain situations. Let's say I don't know if that was kind of the situation you're talking about, but let's just say something like that.
1: So there's there's two okay there's two situations that are coming and these are things I've actually experienced. So there's two situations. There's there's the one that I'm able to read and predict ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So I, I I can sense that somebody in the environment is that person, mm-hmm. and so I'll, I'll 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 register it ahead of time and I'll navigate around it. Right. Right. I just won't be there. But then there's also the situations where it's like. It's like it's made it. It's already in the in the in the you know in the how you know, in proximity. Yeah, gotcha. So it's like from, from there, it's just like whatever, whatever it is, because like from there, I'm not gonna like something rises up, in me, especially if like I'm with a woman, I'm thinking about my former partner who's incredibly beautiful. Like she just that you know certain women just kind of like they attract certain energy, or at least mm-hmm. men will be you know, drawn or, or, Mm, you know, and, and so like, and that's it, there's been a number of situations where I've had to just like, just stand right in front of her, like in a crowd, if there's a lot of people bouncing around, like I'll just get right in between, I don't care who the guys are, I will get right in between um, to kind of shield it. And then if they, if they push up against me, then I'm going, I'm going to just, I'm going to be, I'm going to be right there. I'm good. I'm gonna, you know, whatever the situation requires of me to do is yeah, what I'll the, do. that's
0: the interesting thing, right? So, so because I see in a situation like that, there's, there's, there could be another another perspective of, sure. of that situation, sure. which is if it's not happening, but it has potential to happen. But there's a lot of potentials, right? That's one potential of it happening. And but there's another potential that it doesn't happen that way. It happens something. Else. right, right. And I can't I can't predict it until right. it happens. However, but if we are if we are looking if we are aware of a potential, that potential becomes become it increases the possibility to be manifested. In other words. I mean maybe I, I don't know. I well actually no, I they, because our consciousness is observing is observing that possibility and therefore that possibility, we bring that possibility into reality.
1: Sure. You know, I, well, I think there's, I think there's like, there's, there's a lot of dynamics that that go into that. Um, I mean, the first thing is like, well, if you put yourself in a pati- particular situation, you know, you, it's all probability, right? So you're playing the probability game. Like if you go out to the club, you're in a higher probability of, of a particular situation happening than if you go to like a restaurant or a cafe or you stay at home or go to the movies. It's just yeah. it's just you're you're playing the right. probability right. game. So it's like on one level, I don't think I'm manifesting it as much as I'm just I'm just I'm just aware of the statistical probabilities. Um, but I may not even but it may not even register to me until I notice something in my environment. It's yeah. like so what did I create that or am I aware of it? Because then the other the counter argument is like okay well if something's showing up in my reality and it's got my attention then do I just do I turn the blinders on and pretend that that's not there and I don't see that like and then it's like as a man I have I have a woman I'm with so then there's this other element of like my own duty and responsibility to be a a shield because I understand that like. If if anything comes hurt, with, it's not even about me at this point. Like I've I've now like I'm in that situation now I've I've moved beyond my self preservation into like you know a different part of me might turn on. So it's like there's so it's like it's it's an interesting like series of chest yes. moves that go into something so seemingly like simple. Um, and and everyone's different. I think I think for me personally, it's like an attitudinal thing. Like. I know how capable of a fighter that I am. That I have a I have a significant lack of fear compared to most people. So I'm going to operate or 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 assume I'm going to embody a little bit differently. I'm going to self actualize a little bit of a different energy, but I'm not looking for it. Right? But I'm also I'm also not going to let harm come to in this case my partner's way, especially if I'm seeing it coming.
0: Mm. So I wonder. Um, so if you if, if we fast forward, There's like a really deep philosophical yeah, conversation here. Yeah. <laughs> so then that's uh let's fast forward a bit, right? Yeah. So. There's only one situation, by the
1: way, not only one, but really one that comes to mind where that actually the opposite was true. Because I wasn't aware, we got into, me and my, my friends who were all black belts, we ended up getting into this big, like, brawl outside, outside this Japanese, um, in Japantown, this, like, this bar. We're all drunk. And it was like 10 Samoan dudes we got into it with. And I have a knife scar oh. right here, a laceration on my neck right here. I can still feel it yeah. right here. That was due to not being aware. Now, yeah, you guys were all drinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if so, if there was more awareness, there would have been more ability to navigate that situation yeah. but it just kind of came on our doorstep out of nowhere so it's always like we actually didn't have a choice yeah to, it, because if we didn't respond then yeah, you know, something else might have happened
0: so so how did that uh so how did the martial arts uh dive into dive into uh, uh into getting into like nutrition and then getting into into yeah. uh Helping people with addictions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's a long timeline. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> like, this was in your early 20s. You know, early, early 20s, 20s. yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'm 37
1: now. So, yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of like micro stories I'm going to just avoid, but I, I pretty much got into nutrition. I So, I had two knee surgeries, one when I was 18, one when I was 23, um, yeah. sports performance surgeries. And then when I was 23, I transitioned out of taekwondo due to personal um, conflict with me and my my school. Mm-hmm. And then um, <clears throat> I started studying more sports performance and going down that route of things. Yeah. And then that naturally just led into nutrition. And then I started getting interested in like holistic nutrition and organic food, particularly yeah. getting into superfoods. Um, this was like this was like 2009 getting yeah. into things like spirulina. Yeah, I know those things. When you like Oh yeah, it was just like yeah. I literally would go to the health food store a number of times a day. Like that's how deep into it. I was into the raw food movement. Like this wow. whole this was like the you know, this was like the the glory days. Yeah. Right? And it was just
0: starting to really come onto the scene. Was there something that <clears throat> what got you so excited into that when it wasn't popular at all?
1: Well, I so I stumbled on YouTube University and I stumbled on a couple videos. I stumbled on Paul Chuck. I found I stumbled you know, I found about Paul Check. Yeah, how many years ago was this? This was um I mean two thousand nine. Wow. So okay. like thirteen. Yeah. You know, something like that years ago. Yeah. Which feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And um, so I, I stumbled on Paul Chuck. then I stumbled on David Wolf and that that was the kicker for me. That, that, that was the, the inspirational force for me. I was also working in a hospital. So in Oakland, California, I was working in the emergency room, um, doing HIV testing. Which yeah. is, so there's a lot of, like I've lived a lot of different lives that have all kind of not really had anything to do with each other, but they've piggybacked on each other. Yeah. Um, and so that, so for three years I was doing that. I was doing HIV test testing to supplement my aspirations as an athlete. And I landed in that job, weirdly enough. But then, but then, like in my second year, I got into the raw food thing. And so, so when I so I heard David Wolf talking, and then and then I started cleansing, and all of a sudden my consciousness started opening up. And then, as, then what comes along with like getting into like veganism, vegetarianism, is is naturally, particularly the raw food movement, naturally you get pulled into the the pharmaceutical medical. Um, uh, you become aware of that side of things, right. right? And so I'm working in the hospital. You know, I didn't, I didn't look at it that way. I, I didn't believe in any of it. Yeah. But I did not believe in it either. I didn't have like a strong position. <laughs> uh, yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> But like when I when I started listening to David Wolfe and other people talking about, you know, what goes on in these these corporations and pharmaceutical drugs and vaccines and then studying like GMO farming and agriculture and cleansing, I had a complete consciousness awakening and I woke in the middle of the system. And so for the for the last year, I'm literally becoming a secret agent. Like I, I have my own office. I'm like, I'm going to the health food store. I'm li- literally living a double life. I'm going to the, the grocery store. I'm getting like, you have all these vegetables and fruits and I have like my spirulina, my cacao and, and I have my little Nutribullet. And then I, I go to work, it's all in my backpack. Like, hey, 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 i uh, are doing great, great. And then I go into my office and then I blend it all up. And then I'm, so I'm drinking all this through the day. I have a huge bowl of salad every day. And then I I go out to the emergency room, and I'm doing these HIV tests. And they're they're swab tests. So it's like you swab their mouth, you get the results in 30 minutes. So I would do a bunch of swabs. I was like, "Uh, okay, great. And then I'd go back to my office. Every 30 minute increments, I'm on YouTube. All I'm doing is literally just studying videos on YouTube. I'm in rabbit holes nonstop. And I'm just like, and I'm just going, like unwinding and just going through all this.
0: Did you did you have uh, anybody to share this with? No, 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 I didn't No, well, okay, so I I,
1: this is so these are these are like these are like locked treasure vault stories But I did have one friend that I grew up with who we hadn't talked in years after high school I posted a photo of like goji berries on Facebook Just so random and then my friend Hoy well, his name's Poi Chang, we used to call him Poi Sauce. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, back in back in high school. Yeah. And so he shows up on Facebook and he's like, dude, you know about goji berries? <laughs> oh wow. So like we reconnect, and so he him and me, we were the only people we knew that ha- that knew anything about this stuff. And then and then it all it all ended up coming together because then you know, we we're like, David Wolfe, yeah, I'm reading this book. Like, It was like this mythical creature. This, this <laughs> David Wolf, This like this character, right? Yeah. And, and we had never met him. And then finally, like he was coming to do a talk in San Francisco. This is 2009 to 2010. And so we both went. And so we're both in the front row seat. That was like one of the best events ever. It was just wild. And so we're getting to talk and hang out with David. Then I met... At that event I actually met so many people who are still to this day some of my best friends some of my closest friends in the world wow. and then so from there it kind of popped off yeah. and then all of a sudden there was this community and when I saw David speak I, I remember thinking to myself I was like I could do that he's like ranting about cacao and just going off I'm like I could do I could <laughs> do, do what he's doing right now yeah and then and that that's how that started
0: yeah Man, as you're sharing that it, it brought back memories of of me and my uh, spiritual and my spiritual awakening. Experience. You can really I
1: can tell you can relate to this. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: It it happened it happened in a very, very similar way to where I'm studying every day and I don't have anybody to talk to because nobody around me knew. So I'm just in my own world and all my downtime, you know, and this was like when I was at when I was still running the company with my partners. But a lot of things were on, it wasn't an autopilot, but I had good managers. Mm -hmm. So I spent a lot of my downtime, I was just doing the bare minimum and everything was studying, 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 experimenting, training, and just reading to try to find any information on how do I elevate consciousness? How do I really become happy? How do I get rid of these Mm -hmm. feelings Mm -hmm. and all this stuff? And I remember the day when I think I, sh- I showed up at a party. A friend invited me to a- to this place, and we went to another party. And then, oh, and, oh, I remember now. Then I met then I met this met this woman who later on we uh, we dated for a few years. Uh-huh. And she opened me up to the conscious community. Oh, I know. And before that, I knew like maybe. Like, Two people that weren't even they're were like in other cities. I didn't know anybody. This there. is before yeah. Stephen
1: Huntsman enters the picture, right? Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is before
0: Steven he comes in. Yeah. And then suddenly she's like, Oh yeah, and and then suddenly she starts to introduce me and then suddenly I'm around all of these spiritual people who's talking languages like mm. I never hear about mm. and everybody's saying things and it's like it's like I entered into Harry Potter land. Harry Potter, you know? totally. Yeah, or something. Totally. everybody's, like, talking about magic, and it's like, they're not playing it as, like, it's a different, no, it's like, that's just what it is. And, like,
1: half of them are literal wizards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wizards. Like,
0: Daniel Raphael. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 Mr. Wizard. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is, this people are living this life. Whoa. Boy, this has been here the whole time. <laughs> yeah, and... Then my, then everything really started opening up fast because now I'm just right in the middle, and then I'm living, then I'm living this double life. There's, I go to my entrepreneur friends and, and it's like we're still talking about, you know, conversions and scaling and, uh, you know, which VSLs are doing really well and who has this new strategy and look what's happening in social media. uh uh-huh, uh uh-huh. Then I come over here and it's like, oh, you know, you know there's energies that are moving around in the planet right now and consciousness is elevating and we need to go and focus on waking up early in the morning and meditating if you want to get the best oxygen in the world. Yes, yeah. And it's just like, Uh so I'm just, and I I keep them kind of separate. I'm just dancing between two. And sometimes I try to introduce one to another. And it didn't work. Yeah, yeah. What? These people are weird. What? You don't drink? Uh, You know? uh,
1: (laughs) No, 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 don't worry about it. One is like
0: hammered all the time and drinking all this, and the other one's like cacao and and all these different stuff. Wow. So eventually I said, okay, I'm going to go all in and I just. I just uh, I didn't do much of the entrepreneur stuff anymore, and I just dived in, mm-hmm. and then it just opened mm-hmm. up, and I just went through all the rabbit holes, until eventually yeah. I realized, okay, I've got enough, mm-hmm. I've gotten mm-hmm. enough of of what I feel I can really gain, and at this point, it's just hang out. But there's not the growth isn't gonna happen here anymore, you know, and it's not gonna happen here so mm-hmm. much so either. So then I'm kind of just. And then I'm gonna buy myself again. But now this time I'm equipped with all of the basic foundations of spirituality, consciousness, mm-hmm. and, and uh, healing work, the basic foundations of healing work, but I haven't I've only advanced some and I realized I can't advance, what else can I do? Then I started to like okay, now I'm gonna to start to spend even more time reading, reading and learning. But I can't read the popular books because the popular books are talking about the same thing they're talking about. So I read the unpopular books. I read the books that got no marketing. Nobody knows about it. There's not that many co- printed copies. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like so deep that somebody <laughs> would either go, "What the hell I'm reading?" Like they yeah. have no idea. Yeah. And me with a basic level of healing work, reading it, and I can understand just a small percentage. Mm-hmm. Of everything else still above me. Mm-hmm. During those times when I was studying a lot on Dr. Joe's work. Mm-hmm. This is when Dr. Joe yeah. took off on social before okay. he did. Okay, Now, he was already in the game for a long time. Yeah. He's been doing yeah. workshops and workshops and workshops. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is before uh, before he, his social media really took off. He just had a small presence at all, it, it, very small. And I was just studying his work. I was studying Eckhart um, Tolle's work. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even know about Sai Guru then. Uh, I didn't look into his much I was looking at into religions also because if religions are trying to promise you you know happiness and and this spectacular life I'm like you know they're saying something that's really similar to what everybody is saying but yeah but yet yeah, it's very different so I yeah. start picking apart things and I started studying all these different Different modalities. I'm starting. I'm studying like Bruce Lee's teachings. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm totally. like, you know, okay, like be like water and like don't <laughs> hold on to the move. Okay, so when you're mm-hmm. fighting, you don't hold on to the last mm-hmm. move. If you do, you're 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 not gonna be present to catch the next move. You're gonna be too slow. Certainly. You're gonna be behind. I started to start to see these these similarities of what they're all saying. But it took me a little a, while, a little while. I was reading autobiography of a yogi, mm-hmm. you know, so I was studying mm-hmm. Paramahansas, yep. and I was studying Michael Singer's work, mm-hmm. uh, Untethered Soul, and the Surrender Experiment, <laughs> and and diving in. Mean, I was studying like Don Miguel, Dom Yeah, Miguel so, so me too. Yeah, I've gone through all this you same, know? and and so like cause these people have been around for for a while, and and I was studying some of Deepak's work, and so finally I started to have like a different understanding. And my understanding started to increase, but I was still experiencing mm. the drama. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bad, mm-hmm. but it wasn't where, but it wasn't just gone. It was still there yeah. and it just comes and goes, come and goes. And then that's when I realized there's there's something else missing. What is missing here? I, I have an understanding that is deep enough to where I'm not confused when I read really, really deep books on enlightenment. I have it. I can follow now. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, I'm not there. What's mm-hmm. missing? And that's, that's when I started to realize, it. I remember I had a conversation with, um, God, what's his, Artemis. Mm-hmm. What's his last name? What is Artemis' last name? He's uh, He's been in Austin for a while. Artemis. I feel like and I know who you're talking about. Artemis, Artemis, Artemis. <laughs> the last time it's like, it starts with the oh, like atomic, it's, I, I can't, it'll come to me later, but <laughs> Artemis, uh, there's a few handful of people, Artemis was one that stood out the most because uh, he's been in Austin for a long time, uh, he's a friend of mine, and you know, we would hang out sometimes. and something about him was very different because he was in the conscious community you know with mm-hmm. everybody else mm-hmm. he never hung out too long just long enough yeah, He's none- he he's, wasn't an all-nighter he wasn't an all-nighter yeah, yeah. You know, it's time he's, he's out mm-hmm. you know, he shows up he there's always he's always centered always centered he's always very balanced and centered his complexion his demeanor is always the same mm. you know there's never fluctuations mm. right? sometimes you see people how you doing on good how you doing not good right he's yeah. always yeah he always looks very similar you know skins always like looks like a baby skin just like always nice and just eyes are very clear and just always alert very present mm. and I remember one conversation with Artemis where we're talking and he told me that he has this this routine where they're Doing practice, they're doing their yoga practice, they're doing their exercise practice. Him and his wife every morning, and they sun gaze every morning, and that they've been doing it for like 13 years. And I was like, 13 years. Yeah. And me coming from a bodybuilding background right. of consistently working right. out, I know like you know, 13 years. That's like that's a good part of your life. That's it. Consistent yeah, yeah. every single morning. Yeah, every morning. Like, wow. Wow. And then I'm then I'm thinking. Who do I know that has this clarity and this balance in That's like, Well, There's not much people in my group I can think about, but Armist always does. And there's no doubt that he's been that consistent with practice, not with thinking, observing, all no, just with sun gazing, with doing his practice, doing his meditation, you know, and just, like, his, he had a morning routine that took care of his health, that took care of his mind. And I started to go, you know, I think that's what's missing in me because I would do it and then I would stop and I would do it and I will stop thinking that if I understood more, yep. I could kind of level up. Right, right. right. That's when I started to dive more into actual, actually doing the practices, which I knew how to do, but I wasn't consistent. I started doing more of the practices and less of learning. There's just so much more to learn. I was just, you know, let me take this a
1: step is, back. This is really, this is, this is so much of what needs to be said right now. Yeah. I was, you know, the um, Chris Dufay, who I introduced you mm-hmm. to, and we're going to both be on his podcast yeah. in a couple of days. We just did a podcast for my show the other day, and he mentioned something that's so important to what you're just saying in his whole process. It was a Marcus Aurelius quote. the The, the bottom of the quote was about, Instead of thinking about what it is to be a good man, it's better to just be one. And it hit me when he said it. I was like, wow, like that is actually what's missing. There's so much pontificating and philosophizing and theorizing and so many arguing about theories. But who's fully embodied and integrated and actually living it? And whoever it is, they're not in the, they're not in the, like I know for me, like once I started to become more of it, I stopped arguing about it.
0: Right. So that, yeah, that's what that, that's. One of the last chapters of Power of Now, Eckhart Tolle says the same thing. And he says it as so many people, when they learn about this, they want to go and try to tell everybody about it. He's like, but what's more important than doing that is to become present to yourself. Right. Become present yourself, and when you do that, you become the example of it, and that's much more powerful than telling people about it. And I remember going right, Ooh. and then that matches Gandhi's "Be the change you want to see in the world." And I'm like, okay, these are all, to my eyes, some really, really great men, some some really self mastered men, and this really stands out. And there's like this, there's a deep level of truth that cannot be argued. there. And therefore, it comes down to the thing that is, that is the most difficult, which is to actually do the work to to become what it is that we're aiming for. Do you, do you find,
1: like, as you're saying this, I'm just recognizing, like, the, the, the easiest thing and the hardest thing simultaneously is to do the work, right? Like, the hardest thing is, well, actually, the hardest thing is actually not to do the work, right, realistically, like, the easiest thing as far as your life is concerned is to do the work. Like, doing the work will make your life easier. Yes. Not doing the work will make your life harder. And so I'm just like what, yes. like, it's almost like where the, where'd the question go? Like, it, I, I, I think what I'm trying to ask is, yeah, why, why do you think we and people we we spend so much time talking about it and getting really, really confident and really intellectually like understanding the intricacies of it, yet we may still not be actually living it. Right. Like what's that disconnect?
0: Presence. Feeling. Mm-hmm. That's what if we if we talk about something we don't have to, we don't feel what it is that's actually happening mm. we can talk mm. about we can talk about um, suffering but we're not we, we don't feel the suffering that we're talking about we just think about the suffering mm. if we talk about the problems by default by talking about the problems we don't feel the consequence of the problems because when we talk about it, our attention is in so our mind. So that's
1: so interesting. Yeah. If our attention is yeah. in our
0: mind, it's not here in the present moment in our body or, or in front of us. Mm. So therefore we can't feel it. And so therefore if feeling is much more, is much more real, more um, uh, experiential, it's much more experiential than talking about it because it's the only thing that's really, it's it's what's really happening. The mind is something that it, that doesn't exist in the present moment. So when we talk about things, we're not we're not fully accepting what is happening now. So it's easy to talk about things because it's easier to not accept. Okay. If we were to accept accept things happening now, then what happens is, let's say we go, we want to go and stop suffering. Okay. So we both agree. Yeah, we're gonna stop suffering. Okay. So now, if we want to stop suffering, that means we should do something right now. But now, we come back to the moment right now, it's like, okay, then we need to do something now. What do we do? The moment we go, well, let's talk about suffering. But no, we know talking about suffering doesn't do anything. If we focus on now, suddenly there's something more we have to do. But if we don't focus on now, then we can just talk, we can be, we can just talk about it, not be present to what actually needs to be done, just talk about it, and therefore the gratification of we we uh, hmm. we discussed it. Mm-hmm. We discussed it, and therefore.
1: Oh, I see. Yeah, so it almost like it almost like is a placeholder, or or it mimics or simulates accomplishment. The, right. That's right. No, this is this is like this is how dopamine works. It's right. like you can you can watch a YouTube video on building a business and get a simulatory response as if you are doing it or talking about it's the same same thing you can put a a post out on your Facebook or talk to people about your goals and your plans and you get a little bit of a dopamine response because dopamine is there to trigger motivation for a future experience so it it simulates that like that that responsive reward as if you did the thing but it's only there to get you to do the thing Right. But it's so it's like we can hijack that mechanism, um, and, and just use it as a replacement. Right, right. It's like in, in like like not to not to um, interrupt your train of thought, but like where, where I'm feeling this is going is like feeling the effects of life. You know, like I'm going through a situation, like going through a breakup, going through mm-hmm. something that feels traumatizing or that is triggering a trauma I know that there is a tendency for me to reach out to close friends Mm -hmm. and process discuss um and I think that so it's like it's interesting right because I think there there's a it's a it's a yes and right Mm -hmm. there's a time to talk and to process and to share and then there's a time to just fully experience and feel and what I'm Mm -hmm.
0: hearing from you is like there has that to happens. there has to be like an understanding in our in our mind. Mm. Mm. There has to be a, mm. there needs to be an understanding. With the understanding, we can then come to a level of acceptance of what's happened. But without so the understanding, so there's no there's no acceptance. The understanding has to sometimes sometimes takes time to think about it, talk about right. it, right. see different perspectives of it, and then we go, okay, I understand now. See, guilt is not understanding. Is still, is, still, is still resistance, therefore continues to go ahead. You can't. We can't accept something if we feel guilty about it. So we have to get to a level of understanding. Well, wow. then once we get to the level of understanding through talking about it, thinking about it, feeling it, then it's like okay, now we can accept what's happened, But some sometimes we can get to it really quickly. Sometimes uh, it takes a while. It depends on on. On, uh, each person you know like yeah. something I I've been talking about this a little bit not too much not too much um, a little bit but you know how so my sister passed away about a few months ago oh wow yeah like um, while, while we were moving in here almost and yeah. just like maybe three months ago hasn't even been that long and so I talk about it once in a while, not very often, mm-hmm. but just uh, just enough. I usually use it as a good example mm-hmm. because when I think about like drama, mm-hmm. when I think about like um, situations, family death is usually a pretty big one. It will be, it'll be kind of tough to, to, uh, um, to talk that. Right, it would have you be your own death. <laughs> Besides that, who else? Your son died, mom dying sister dying brother died. Death is probably a little bigger than losing my house, losing my job, losing my everything I owned. Well, yeah, you just you lost someone. The life just gone. That's probably like the bigger one. So being in my work of helping people, you know, overcome things like this. So sometimes I bring it in as like an example. Yeah, you know, especially because like you know how you're talking about now, you're like, "Hey, I'm going through it now." So you use that as an example, so this would really bring some context to. We're what talking about,
1: about loss, the feeling of something that's lost, and yeah. a part of you that kind of goes with it,
0: right? So, well, we talk about understanding. Hmm. So hers was her death was about three months ago, and my father's death was about uh, about a little less than three years ago about like two and a half years ago. And to be honest, mother's health is not the best. So I wouldn't be surprised if she's on her if she'll be on her way out soon. She just got out of the, she was just in the hospital. I'm very recent. Mm-hmm. So and those and that's my immediate family. That's it. <laughs> you know, that's it. And I'm not close with anybody else. So as mm-hmm. far as family goes, that's it. Now mm-hmm. when it comes to like understanding because I have an understanding of, of what happens afterwards, mm-hmm. and also a general understanding of what is happening here now. It allows me to be able to accept, mm-hmm. accept it, and therefore the stories in the mind doesn't, there's not any stories, yeah. because yeah. there's an understanding. Without the understanding, there would be a lot of stories. And I can, and I can imagine that if somebody was in my scenario, Who lived through who lived through exactly the same thing, there could be plenty of stories like, you know, could have flew back over there and been there for the last, you know, the last two weeks of her life or, you know, all like all of these what if could've all this stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. but yet with my understanding, what I did made perfect sense. Mm -hmm. I Mm inside I already knew that she was going to be on her way out. You know, we all we all knew. And, but being on her way out didn't mean that it was going to be, it was that she was going to be gone. It's just that right now, in this present life, now, it's not here. You know? And so, with that understanding, there's a level of, okay, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. And with okay with that, then, the emotions that are connected to it has a chance to be able to to come. They don't get reinforced constantly. Mm -hmm. Because we know how these trauma goes, that when there's a lack of acceptance, that that uh, story and that um, these thoughts and this belief continues to create that emotion and it becomes like this this now source of mm. constantly fueling it yeah and now we can't get away yeah and so yeah I, I didn't really experience very intense emotions even with my father passing away as well. it was there they came and then it settled off. interesting yeah. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so that I think is and when I think about these things if we can if we can move forward in the direction that we want in life and not get stopped by challenges yeah whatever form yeah then we can say number one we, we are operating in a in a high sense of freedom because these challenges if we can't move forward past the challenges then we are imprisoned within our own mind and within our own It affects sense us of self. throughout our life.
1: Yeah. And it infects the next so the next relationship. Yeah. If that baggage hasn't been cleared and integrated. Yeah. And into what you're saying, like you haven't developed the awareness and the acceptance. Because it sounds like to me that the acceptance piece is is the key in the lock. Yes. But it's not It's not like you just accept, it's like, I, oh, I accept it. Yes. It's,
0: it's a process, right? It's, yeah, it's not a... I was, I was having a conversation with my wife the other day about this. Was it my wife or was it with... I forgot if it was with you, Andy, or... No, I think it was with my wife. We were talking about what does it really mean to accept. And I think a lot of people think that if they say, I accept, that now they accept it. And they can go, "Why accept?" And then we tell you, "Why accept?" But that's not. But what it's still, it's is. still
1: like a logical, you know.
0: Well, to accept means, in reality, hmm. it was with you, Andy. We were sitting here. We were saying We were sitting in this room talking about this. Now I remember. Yeah, right. We were. We, I, I remember now. It was with you. Acceptance means accepting what has what has happened, and if we have if we accept what happens, then that means we can. Be here, mm-hmm. we can be mm-hmm. present, we can be in this moment, we can be back in this moment mm-hmm. because there's only this moment always, it's always now. Yeah. yeah, but if we can't accept something, if we can't accept this moment, if we can't, if we truly accept something that happened, that means we can come back to this moment. Mm-hmm. But if we do not accept something that happened, then we're still avoiding this moment because we haven't accepted
1: trying to get to the next moment to get through this moment. We're, you know, we're, we're living pain.
0: in another. We're living in our mind because we haven't accepted. Because when we accept something, then we can be living back in this moment. Because in this moment, these things have already happened. Like these things happen, and if we're right, back in right. this moment, then we can be in this moment and accept all the things that has happened. Right. But if we can't accept it, then we can't come into this moment where everything already happened. We're still in the past, or in the, or in the past, or yeah. in the future, yeah. wanting. Wanting some this moment to be different. right? And that's the true level of acceptance is when we become present. When our attention comes back to the moment now. So anybody that says they accept, if their attention is not in the present moment, they have not accepted. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they believe they accept it, tell people that they accept it, think that they accept it, doesn't mean that they accept it. Just like someone goes, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. It, it doesn't mean anything. It's just words. Yeah. Right, right. Until, until they're attention is fully established in the moment by default now they accept which, which
1: which means that that person would have to actually be the person doing the things that that person does who has accepted right like so if I if in that case I'm not mulling over it I'm not entangled in the thought process of whatever that thing was in the past I'm I'm doing the things that I do naturally. There's a continuity and a flow to my life, and one things leading to another, because I'm not I'm not I'm not back over there, right? I'm present.
0: Right. You're present, even if you're not doing your goals, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The fact that right. the fact that we're present automatically means that we've accepted everything that has happened. Right. No matter what has happened. Which
1: which which also like, you know. I don't think you're saying that there doesn't, there's not like an aftermath effect. That there's not a cascade of, of emotions that people are going to feel or effects that are things that are going to get brought up just because right. you've achieved a state of acceptance. Because that in and of itself is a cyclical thing, right? Right. We're, like you may, you may reach a state of acceptance, but maybe there's another, there's another layer to that.
0: I think because we're human beings and we... And we feel and we do have emotions that they will get they do come up just like how right. we will get sick or we will experience pain right versus but these things they don't have to they don't have to stay they don't have to hold us back yeah well they don't have to we don't have to carry it right
1: yeah exactly yeah. right like right. we can,
0: we... Oh, we well, interesting. It, yeah, this is interesting. Because we, we, it's like this. It's like we have, we're, emo- we're human beings, therefore we have experiences. and these experiences involve emotions, right? But it's different to experience an emotion, therefore be the emotion. Do you, it feels like to me that the
1: the, the tendency to take it on or carry it or to internalize it is however misguided it may be is a is a sentimental quality it's almost like i i i i care so much about this thing this memory this person this whatever it is that i don't want to let go of
0: it so it's, that's just a story
1: well that's it well that, that might not be a conscious that might not right. be a conscious thing but just like there there's like because you know like if we care about something we tend not to want to lose it so that's another that's that's
0: and obviously like, which is just another story. Kind of like someone goes, "I eat this, sure. I eat this donut because it doesn't matter what they say after." You well, well what I just
1: mean like the know. human the human condition yeah. itself. Like without like the this is not a conscious thing. We don't right, necessarily right. know why we do the things we do. Right. Like if I'm holding on to, um, or I'm having a hard time letting go of an experience that I had or a past relationship. It's like, it's like I'm aware that things are never going to be the same. And there's a part of me that's still, still, that's still reminding me and there's still some energetic charge there. Right. but but it's also you know it's like i guess to to that too it's also just ex- accepting that this is a process maybe that's yeah. so the acceptance yeah. is so that's where I'm yeah. going with this uh, the acceptance yeah. thing isn't like okay good I'm clear yeah it's yeah. like i'm accepting that this is where I'm at yes. oh okay bingo yeah is that, that, yeah. that in bingo is, okay
0: got it yeah and then accepting the fact that you're in the process also speeds up the process so I'm not resisting it yeah. And I'm playing peekaboo with yeah. myself. Even if the process was a week, even the process was a month, but still, the fact that accept that accepting that that you're in the process still speeds up the process because if a person didn't accept it, the process could be six months or a year. We 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 know plenty of people heard of people right. that's like yeah they hold on to something for a very long time and it becomes part of them. Mm-hmm. and so therefore and then it
1: gets replayed in a different yeah. a different situation because it's not actually supposed to be
0: part of you yeah and we don't know how long the process the process of letting go of something in our life really is so therefore by fully accepting the fact that we're in it will always be the fastest route no matter the length of time right yeah. right yeah. yeah
1: the most healing thing you can do is actually just to live your life yeah. it's an interesting paradox right? <laughs> Because one day you just wake up and you're just like, oh, I'm happy, Oh, what? You're Like, wait oh, wait a minute, hold on. It becomes this like a, a discovery. You're like, I'm actually happy because I became so like habituated to not being happy or, or feeling unwell and then one day you're like, oh wait, I, I feel good. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> you know, uh, the first thing that came up when you said that. I don't recall the waking up going, I'm actually happy, but you know, what I did recall was waking up one day, when I was waking up, I remember I was walking to my bedroom and I had this realization that I'm now, um, um, what's the right word for this, a I'm now a I don't want to say a good person. That's not really an accurate way of saying it, but
1: like a better but a better version I'm of you? A better person there's yeah. something
0: else. Yeah. I'm not a a a what do you call a person what do you call a person who is always is like a outlaw, someone who's always breaking the laws. Like a rebel? Rebel. Yeah, that's almost like a rebel. Yeah. My previous life was like a rebel, you know, um, you know, I carry guns around with me, you know, like you know, I'm 16. Well, I'm 17. I didn't drive when I was 16. I was 17. I was driving. I got a nine got millimeter right here. a 45, right 45 right here. 357 underneath oh, here. Is. You know, it was normal for all of my friends. We all carry <coughs> guns, you know. And like we're rolling around, and somebody has something. And my friend tells me to drop back. and they drop back and pulls out this piece at this guy. He's like what? You want something? You want to? You know, whoa. like this is our life, you know. where we have sawed-off shotguns, so we make sure we can spray larger amounts, you know, instead of. Like that you know and so we we live that type of life and then so this is type of life that also goes with you know fast money and uh, you know scams mm-hmm. and how we cheat and, and doing you know, insurance scams marriage scams. there's like all of this stuff mm-hmm. that was my that was my life you know and uh, you know you walk you go to places and it's like when I think about it it's like it seems so 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 long ago. It's like oh your crew versus group crew, that crew yeah you know this person have problems with that person and that's so proven right now we see them they see us so, so do we need to do we need to call up more people and so okay yeah just in case so then before no an hour later there's like 10 more people on their side and we just increased by another 10 people just prepare. nobody's even saying anything no interaction but the group's just going to increase you know just prepping Oh, and some, sometimes nothing goes down and everybody just kind of walks out, but it's just everybody's all like, you know, pretending like nobody's, but everybody's, <laughs> <spotted> <laughs> as everybody, and everybody sees them. what everybody's doing. You know, I was like, this type of life, you know? Wow. And I remember I was 20, I was like 24. I think I was like 24, 26. How oh, old was I? I can't remember that this specific age when I realized that I was out of that life that it was years since i even thought about Mm -hmm. doing things like that Mm -hmm. and i remember this like this feeling of like wow you know (laughs) wow i'm like living this clean life now i'm like Working I'm making money. I'm legit. I don't try to steal. I don't try to scam I don't try to go and I'm not thinking about hurting people yeah. like oh, you yeah, know, this is this is great <laughs> That's I didn't know what was the word for but when you said that waking up being happy I remember just waking up going. Yeah, I'm like I'm, a, I'm like a uh, a good citizen person now, you know in that case because before that I felt like I was like this person, like this really dark person that's like, oh, I can get along with you or I can go and cut off your leg or something, you know, or, or you do something and you know, I'll, I'll mess up your family, mm. you know, like there's like these are ideas that come up, mm. you know, it's like, oh yeah, you, oh, you don't want to mess with me, I blow up your car, you know, we, we put a, we put something into your gas tank, we trail it out, we light it on fire, we drive off in your car, get sick. you know, if not, we just pour gas over it and then we just roll. like. Yeah, could happen. Easy. Just pour the gas and you light it up, and then you walk away. And even if it doesn't explode, there's the message I'll come across. You know, you come out and your car's on fire, and you're like, "Huh, man, maybe I shouldn't have said something. <laughs> I must have pissed off somebody." Wow. It's like these are the thoughts. Yeah. Right. And it's these like, are thoughts. So these are thoughts. These are well, these are thoughts, and this is stuff that you know me or friends would do. You know, things like that. And so, this type of life, it's like, I realized that when I woke up one day, I'm like, oh, I'm I'm done with that. I haven't thought about about it. And mm -hmm. it wasn't because I haven't did it. I haven't did it in years, but I haven't even thought about it. You felt good about yourself? Yeah, there's just this, like, I'm I'm out. It's almost like you're you're in, like, a gang. I was in a gang. This is just life. Yeah. But it's like you're in a gang, and finally, finally, the gang let you out. And it's almost like that, except I wasn't in a gang. This is just life. It's just how we grew up. Right. you know but I remember mm-hmm. and it was like this sense of freedom like whoo, all right this is good and yeah so very interesting you know I think we ask people that's why that's why when when I when I talk about training I tell people like train your attention because mm-hmm. wherever your attention goes is the reality mm-hmm. of your life and my attention used to be all in that stuff and even if I wasn't doing it all the time but I would think about it and even thinking about it means my reality is mm-hmm. is in it. Mm-hmm. And then when I watch shows, I used to watch this mm-hmm. show how Young and Dangerous is Asian drama show where people are running around with machetes, in at Hong Kong, you know. And and I'm thinking like, why don't they run around with guns why machetes, you know? But it's like it's like it's like when our attention is there, it, our, it creates our reality because yeah. it's what we bring our awareness to.
1: Train your attention. What do you... Train how to focus and also what are you focusing on? Train
0: our... Train our attention to... So... Training our attention to have nothing. To be... To be, to be paid attention to either... Nothing. Let's say we just find a random point. That's what I would call nothing. Right. right? And then we just look at it like what we're doing in practice or bring our attention inwards and feel. but both of it blanks out it silences our mind like something that I tell that I tell my students is practice letting go of the daily constant commentary yeah the commentary you know and I was giving examples you know like I used to do this all the time and this was a big shift when I stopped the commentary things like Let's say, if, if I was to speak what's going on in my head, I'll sit there and I'll do something like, oh wow, I didn't realize that the sunset is, is low, is almost down, you know? Mm-hmm, oh look, mm-hmm. it's like it's like almost six o'clock. Man, I'm feeling pretty good, that was really good food. You know, I wonder if I need, if, I wonder about what time is it now? Oh right, yeah, six yeah, o'clock. Yeah, 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 all the- And then it's mm-hmm. just this constant commentary in our mind that isn't needed. It's, yeah, totally. It doesn't, it's, it's, it's not like we are trying to figure anything out. It's one thing if we need to figure something out. Yeah.
1: You're working through a problem or something. No, it's just, yeah. It's it's just just random random narration. I I need a pee. Hey, I'm thirsty. I had a, dude, I had an ayahuasca experience where it took me through that exact thing. And it was the, it was so annoying. It was driving me nuts because I was trying to have the experience of whatever I was going through. And then, but it was explaining it to me and narrating it. It it was driving me nuts because I really wanted to feel the experience. And then finally I was like, okay, clearly you're testing me. Clearly this is actually what you're, this is the experience you're putting me through. And then I, I had to like surrender to it. And then I got the lesson, but it sounded like a bee, like a bee's nest. And then I could like hear other people's thoughts and I was just like noise, not noise. It's like, oh God, it's all just noise, 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 noise. Yeah, yeah it really it amplified it, which is amazing for me to hear this because I'm like, okay, that's not just me because it does feel like you're going crazy. It's like, why are you explaining what, what is this and why can I, why will you not stop?
0: You know, I discovered the one—the one of my most exciting things I've ever discovered was that I can do things without um, without the commentary. I can do things without telling myself what to do. And like one thing,
1: late like you can actually like the body is moving. I haven't thought about one thing I'm doing right now.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be in complex things as well as simple things, like. The, the one, the first time I tested this, this was like, this blew my mind. I was like, wow, I can do this, okay. So then I was like, okay, well, let, me, let me go get a drink of water. So I'm like, present. You know that? Go grab, you know. Usually it would have been, oh, i go grab a cup. Then. Where's the water? So I was just grabbing it, and drink. It's like, okay, I did that. And I was like, okay, let me, let me do a more complex thing. And at that moment, I needed to find a screw that match the same screw that I had, so it was like a screw like this big, but it was like it needed to be a certain thread, and the head needed to be a certain way, and I had no idea where I'm gonna find the screw. So I said, "Okay, I'm going to not think and look for this screw, this screw." So I'm looking at the screw. I'm like, "Okay." So I'm like just walking and it took me so much to nothing. I'm like consciously breathing <laughs> and then I'm walking, I'm walking, and I kind of just like walk around the house looking. I'm not, I'm doing my best not to think. I didn't realize I'll, I'll, I was thinking, but it was at a lower level, low, which I wasn't. Now I understand it. Back then I didn't hear the top. So I'm like, I'm not thinking. Well, I was thinking just yeah. at a lower level, but my mind was still pretty quiet and I'm walking around. And then I just walked to my toolbox. I remember it's like this yellow toolbox and it's just a complete mess in there. Nothing is organized. I open it up and I'm just like staring. <laughs> I'm just grabbing things, looking. I'm like doing it kind of slow because any faster and my mind will start. So I'm like, constantly breathing, breathing, breathing. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm really even, I don't know. are like, I You're have, like zoned out at Yeah, this point. just zoned out, just grabbing things, looking at it. And then suddenly I grab a screw that looks like it would be, and then I grab my screw and I look at it and it looks exactly the same screw. Is that like a hallelujah moment? And then I was just like, whoa, Like I just did that. Like I didn't, there was no planning, there was no guidance, there was just presence. And suddenly I found this, I did this complicated thing. It wasn't like getting the water and go pee. I actually <laughs> found a screw in this complete mess. And I remember since that day, I would practice it over and over and over. Now what I realized is there was actually thoughts going on on the, on yep. the lower end, yeah. but the top end was silent, and that was a complete game changer. And it's like, it's so unbelievable that so often throughout the day, we do simple things and complex things. Mm-hmm. Complex things, yeah, maybe we do need to think about it, throw some images in our mind, analyze right, it, right. and speak about it, but simple things like... Go grab some water. Go use the restroom. Sit down, or you know, walk over there. Whatever it is, find something. It's like it's simple. It doesn't require any any activity of our mind. We can be we can be completely present or present enough on the first level, yeah, and do these
1: things. The the, by the way, the monologue that you just performed is a great a great picture of what the the spiritual, probably the beginning of the spiritual like process looks <laughs> like <laughs> in reality. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The spiritual process. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Wow. So, okay. Okay. That was amazing. That was amazing. And <laughs> yeah, we just went with the flow, you know, and it felt good to sit here. I felt like we're doing a, we're doing a podcast, <laughs> <you know? laughs> like a podcast <laughs> without doing a podcast. We just had, three set yeah. up. Yeah, this is really good. This is something I, okay. All right, I'm, I'm good. I'm good,
1: yeah, I feel complete. <laughs> good session. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Okay. all right, uh, did you turn on? Of course. Oh okay. damn, this one has been turned on. <laughs> you wanna say something before I cut it off? Uh, nah, nah. Okay. We're, we're good. So, off this one.